It's great to be back with all of our listeners today here on Search the Scriptures, where we can get into God's Word, start over, kind of dig back deeper into the Scriptures, study a little bit more. If you're listening for the very first time, we're so thankful that you're here. We're thankful for all of our listeners, and we continue to hear from many who tell us that they listen all the time or that if they can't listen every single day, they listen very regularly. Others listen when they have the opportunity, though their work schedules or their busy lives do not afford them the opportunity to listen perhaps as much as they would like, but they keep picking us up and they keep turning, tuning in and, and learning a little bit more. And then there are always those new listeners tuning in for the very first time or perhaps for the first few times. And if that's the case with you, we're thankful you're there. We're thankful for all of our listeners. But if you're listening for the first time, we do pray that you will quickly come to realize that we do exactly as the name Search the Scriptures implies. We dig deep into the Scriptures of God's Word. We teach the Bible. We don't just talk about the Bible. We don't just tell a lot of neat-sounding stories. We study the Scriptures. And that's the way that we can help you get to heaven, to be close to God. Because as we keep saying, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. That's the biblical formula, God's formula, not our formula. It's not our truth, it is God's truth. So we want to help you come to God. We want to help you be in heaven for eternity. And the best way that we can do that on our part is to teach you God's word so that you can have faith in God and faith in Christ, his son, your Lord and Savior. And as that faith grows and develops, it should move you to want to come to God for forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. As you repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ openly, and surrender to him in baptism for the remission of your sins so that you can be reborn, starting new, made a new creation, as Paul puts it in 2 in Corinthians 5 and verse 17, so that you can get that do-over in life, that new beginning. What a, how, what a blessing it is to come to understand that we can start over again. Now, we may still have to deal with the consequences of the lives that we've lived up until the point that we become a Christian, but spiritually, we are made new. We are born again. We are in Christ. We have that new start on life from a spiritual perspective. What a blessing. What an incredible, an incredible blessing that is. Now, if you are listening for the first time, we hope that you will be impressed by the fact that we do teach God's Word. And we try not to do it in an overly preachy kind of way, but we try to have a warm, friendly, teaching environment, really a studying together kind of format or setting, kind of getting the idea that we're all sitting around the kitchen table together with our Bibles open, and we're studying the scriptures together. We do want to help you get to heaven. Now, at the end of the program today, as we always do, we'll tell you how to contact us, Jot down that information, so have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready, and then jot down that information and then contact us and ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. And when we say free, we mean free 
no charge, don't want you to send us anything for it, we'll send that to you and we'll even take care of the postage. You can also request a copy of today's program on CD, again for free, and again, we'll take care of the postage. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready, and in just a little while, we'll tell you how to contact us. And we're going to continue with this particular study that we've been looking at over the last several programs. It is entitled, Christ-Centered Christianity. As I've emphasized in previous programs, most people really don't know much Bible because they do not read the Bible much. <laughs> you can't know something that you don't apply yourself to trying to learn. A lot of people have a tough time at school, not because necessarily that they can't learn, but, but they really don't apply themselves. A lot of people have a tough time on a new job, or maybe even at a job they've had for a while, they just never really excel much because they really don't apply themselves much. Well, we need to apply ourselves to living godly lives, to being Christians. God's Word gives us the guidance. Most people, again, unfortunately, don't read the Bible much, so they don't know much about what the Bible really says. As a result of that, there's a lot of misplaced and misdirected loyalty from a spiritual perspective, and that is a really big stumbling block for a whole lot of people's spiritual lives. They really have kind of floundered around spiritually. Some people are converted primarily to a preacher who really moves them, or maybe they really like him, maybe he's personable, maybe he's dynamic in his presentation style, maybe he's exciting, but he's not your savior. Many people are converted primarily to other people who call themselves Christians. Maybe they are family members who are members of a particular church or denomination, or maybe they're friends, close friends, good friends whom they respect and admire and look up to, or, or maybe they're work associates. And so they migrate or kind of gravitate toward a particular church or denomination because of other people. They're not your savior. Some people are converted primarily to a particular church or denomination because that's where their families are from. That's where they've been for generations you need to be converted to Christ. He is your Savior. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, our Lord said. And Paul said, Do you not know that as many of us as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ? Or, I'm sorry, have, have been baptized into his death? Romans 6 and verse 3. So we're baptized into Christ. Now he also tells the Galatians, as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ in Galatians 3 and verse 27. Paul wrote to the Romans in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, and he said, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. In Christ, he is our Savior. He is our Savior. And the only way to God, the only way to forgiveness, the only way to eternal life, to salvation, is through our Savior, 
Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said in John chapter 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. When Peter was talking about Christ in the early days of the church in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, he said, nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus is our only Savior. Now, again, many people are enamored, they're impressed by some particular preacher. But as we read in the first four verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul said, that's not where our loyalty, that's not where our our focus needs to be on a preacher. It needs to be on our Savior. The church at Corinth was a church of our Lord. They were Christians, but they were struggling in their spiritual lives, in their spiritual focus, because many of them were directed toward a particular preacher who they had come into contact with. The Apostle Paul, Apollos, the Apostle Peter, and Paul says, you've got to get past that. Preachers are just human beings. Now, they have this vital message, but they're human beings, and they still make mistakes. And that's the way it is with all of us. In Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, we read that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We're all weak. We all, we're all fallible. And our loyalty, our direction, our focus needs to be in Christ, in Christ. The way to grow up spiritually is to get into God's word. Because as we keep saying in the program, the biblical formula for the de development of faith, real faith, is by studying God's word. Faith comes by hearing the, the word of God. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. So there is a time by which we need to become spiritually mature Christians. As we read those first four verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul, he's writing to this church at Corinth, to Christians. He says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, or that is, as to fleshly people, or people of the world, as to babes in Christ, he says, baby Christians, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. That is, they were not able to receive the solid food. They were still on baby food spiritually. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. You're still of the flesh. You're still worldly. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, which were prevalent in the congregation at Corinth at that time, are you not carnal or like the world and behaving like mere men and not like the true Christians you ought to be? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, preacher followers, in other words, are you not carnal? And then Paul went on and he said, who then is Paul and who is Apollos? but ministers by whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one. Again, preachers are simply servants, ministers, stewards, proclaiming, teaching God's word, but they're not the Savior. 
Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered. I was there at Corinth first. I taught you the word. Apollos came in after me. He taught you the word. But God gave the increase, Paul says. The power is in God, not in the preacher. God gave the increase. So then, neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. But we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Now let's pick up with verse 10 and move on. According to the grace of God, which was given to me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. Paul was there first, helping establish the congregation at Corinth. And another builds on it. Paul was no longer there. Another preacher had come in after him. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. So preachers, again, make mistakes. There are many preachers who do not teach all of God's word accurately. Each one needs to take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You know, there are some preachers out there who question whether or not Jesus truly is the Son of God, God the Son, and yet they claim to be preachers of Christianity. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation, Paul goes on to say, with gold, silver, precious stones, and these would be building materials that would abide. They would weather the storm, so to speak. Then he goes on, wood, hay, straw, these would be building materials that are susceptible to decay and damage and even burning. Each one's work, he says, will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work, the work of the preachers, of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet as through fire. Now, some of that text might sound a little bit confusing, but we can kind of boil it down as we go through this particular study today. Our spiritual maturity as Christians will be tested by fire. You can hang your hat on it. There's no way, there's no getting around it. We're going to be tested by fire. Now, I don't mean literal fire, but I mean the fiery temptations of the devil. They're just likened unto fire. I mean, they, you can think of them in other metaphorical terms as well. You know, thorns, thistles, uh, challenges, battles. But we're going to be tested. Our faith is going to be tested. First Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 6, Peter writes, In this you greatly rejoice, He's writing to Christians again. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold which perishes, 
though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So Peter says, you're being tested. You're being tried. Now, the devil is behind the temptations that confront us on an ongoing basis. And those temptations, they come. Sometimes really strong, sometimes maybe not quite as strong, but in rapid succession. But they come. The devil keeps working on us, trying to bring us down, trying to pull us away from God. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse, verse 9, Peter writes, resist him. Well, let's go back to verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, your enemy in other words, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's out for your spiritual destruction. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. We all face those temptations, every single one of us. Again, there's no getting around it. The devil is going to try to bring us down. We need to stand strong in the faith. We need to walk as much as we can in lockstep with our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to hold him close and we need to ask God to hold us close always, every day, all through the day. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16, Paul says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, again, how do we stand strong in Christ? It's through faith and obedience to his teachings, communicated to us in his word. Our spiritual maturity is going to be tested by the fires of the devil's temptations. And the devil will try to wear us down. He'll try to exploit us. He'll try to to get to us through our weaknesses, but through persistent, faithful dedication, we will persevere and be victorious. But we must be persistent. We must be faithful. We must be dedicated so that we can persevere. And and God does not leave us on our own if we're faithful Christians. He's there for us. He will help us. He will give us guidance. Now again, his guidance is largely through his word, we got to get into the Word. That's what we do here in this program. James says in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. How do I do that? i got to submit to God. In the next verse, he says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. If I walk with God, then there's no place for the devil in my life. But if I live my life following the lead of the devil, then I'm shutting God out. 
Don't ever think. Don't ever be deluded. Don't ever let somebody delude, delude you into thinking that you can live a worldly life and a godly life at the same time. It's oil and water. They don't mix. Through persistent, faithful dedication, we can and we will persevere and be victorious. We must walk with God. Now let's go back to verse 12 in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Notice again, and he's using this in an, in an, an illustrative, a symbolic kind of way to try to get across to us how we need to be careful that we are the right building materials. If anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, so we need to be the right building materials. We need to be building materials that will persevere, that will endure, that will face the trials of the temptations and stand strong. Now that's a quality, a spiritual quality in our lives that is enduring. That's what I believe those particular uh, building materials are supposed to describe. Now the wood, the hay, the straw, they don't endure, do they? Wood, hay, straw, they burn up when you face the fires of temptation. They don't endure. They don't weather time very well. They rot, they decay, they break down. But the other, the gold, the silver, the precious stones, they take the tests of time and endure. We need to be the right building materials from a spiritual perspective. And we're going to come back next time and we'll finish this particular text in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and look and see what it says further about how we need to be Christ-centered Christians and not be distracted by the worldly matters all around us and not be out of focus in our loyalty and our dedication and commitment. We need to be focused upon our Savior. Jesus Christ. Now in just a minute we'll tell you how to contact us, write down that information, and then contact us and ask for that free Bible study. It really will help you. In fact, it can turn your life around. It can help you get to heaven. It can make an eternal difference for your life. You can receive that for free. We'll take care of the postage. You can also ask for a free copy of today's program on CD. And again, we'll take care of the postage. We hope to hear from you right away.